Everyone loves a feel-good story, including the team here at the Nerdy Reads Podcast. We have read a feel-good story or two here on this show, and some of these stories stick with you for life. I'll never forget seeing the Sandlot crew living out their dreams of playing a night game under the 4th of July fireworks, or when the Tiny Hobbits defeated all the odds and got the ring to Mount Doom. All of these stories hold a special place in our heart because maybe we see a little of ourselves in those stories, or it helps us escape some of the things that we are facing in life. A feels-good story is what inspired us to read today's book, Lee Howard, and the Ghosts of Simon Pierce Manor. A few episodes back, Robert shared the story of an author trying to catch his break on a social media influencer gave him a boost. And today, we're talking about that book. We're also going to be doing a versus. You know, we love some Cholula hot sauce. So today, we're going to put the Cholula salsa against our favorite salsas to see if the Cholula salsa can dethrone our household favorites. My name is Justin and with me is my fellow host, Robert. What's up, bro? Hey, dude. What's going on, boss? It's just another glorious week here at the Nerdy Reads (laughs) podcast. I'm not playing Boulder's Gate 3 to be here. Let's go. We have a lot of holidays today to celebrate. And so I didn't put them all down. I just picked some of my favorites. It's National Lazy Day. It's also Ecuador Independence Day, National Connecticut Day, National Dean Day for those of you named Dean. It's also National Mary Day for those folks named Mary. And because we are a beverage podcast, I thought it would be fitting to mention that it's National Ski Citrus Soda Day, which if you have not had that, you are missing out because ski is excellent. It is world Lion Day, and my personal favorite, it's National Spoil Your Dog Day. Hey, man, I spoil my dogs every day, and if I don't, my wife takes care of it for me 100%. We've taken those dogs on three hikes this week so far. They're going on another one tomorrow, dude. That's nice. <laughs> our dogs are pretty spoiled here as well. Happy birthday to our friends of the show. Ja Morant, keep them guns at home. Antonio Banderas, <laughs> and Kylie Jenner. <laughs> John Moran, if you listen to the show, what up, man? I'm a Grizzly fan. Justin, I got a question for you. Hit me. Did you hear the one about the broken arm? <laughs> Go ahead. It's Hit humorous. Oh, <laughs> boo. <laughs> I didn't know we were doing dad jokes on here. <laughs> for those of you who follow us on social media, you may have seen recently that the Dirty Reads team decided to take a mountain bike excursion in Brown County, Indiana. And, um, well, we decided to do this trail. Well, the end results were my arm is now officially broken. It was harrowing. It was a a harrowing experience, but we made it out okay. And by we made it out okay, I'm just fine. But my dear friend, Justin, he's not so fine. Broke his arm. In true beast mode fashion, he stood up and actually considered continuing on with the ride before he took a step towards his bike and realized something's wrong. A lot of people have asked, okay, so how'd it happen? And well, I'll share a very abbreviated version of the story. And here's how it goes. We were barreling down this hill and there was this little step at the very bottom. Tried to slow down a little bit, popped over the hill. A root caught the front tire of my bike and the whole entire thing flips. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) I broke my arm. Had tons of dirt in my mouth. I remember that. <laughs> Dude, you, you were absolutely filthy. I, it was a steep hill. He's not wrong. And there was a cliff next to us. I have a little bit more fear than Justin does. So when we're going down this hill, I lose sight of him because I'm I'm riding the brakes aggressively. And I hear him yell and I just see his feet through the trees. 
and I screamed, <laughs> Justin, because I thought my dude went over the side of the cliff. But luckily, when I finally got down there, he was just laying there covered in dirt. Shout out to the helmet. Remember when my dumb Tusty. said, do I need to wear a helmet or am I going to be a dork? I remember, dude, that was so... <laughs> That was so funny, man. Because, you know, dude, in our younger days, we grew up in that era where helmet-wearing folks were dorky. You know, right. it wasn't really until probably like Tony Hawk that it was acceptable because Tony Hawk was such a bad man back in that day. And he wore like the full-on knee pads, elbow pads, everything. And it's like, who's going to call a dude who does a 900 a dork? You know? Yeah, exactly. And so we grew up in that era where helmets were nerdy. And let's be honest, we didn't even have the mountain biking helmet. So it was a little nerdy, but it's all right. We didn't do the permit course. <laughs> well, I love when they asked us about it. I still can't get over the news. Goes, you guys going to have your bike permits? And we're like, Psh, no. <laughs> and then we look up and we see all these people do it. And we're like, oh, nerds. And then they're all gone. They all went home and had their steak dinners, bro. We went, we went and spent the rest of our night in the hospital. <laughs> What was worse, dude? The actual like breaking of the arm or the 30 minute car ride with my driving on the way to the hospital? Bro, your driving was fine. One day, Robert and I will be back in Brown County Forestry and we will conquer that trail. Maybe a little slower next time. We will destroy that trail. Before. 100%. Dude, I'm glad you're okay. Could have been a lot worse. Could have been a lot worse. And guys, I'm excited, actually. I've had this salsa sitting in my uh, cupboard for quite some time because I was like, man, I'm going to buy this. It's my favorite sauce. And we decided we were going to do a versus. And so it's been in there for like, I don't know, almost a month. So I cannot wait to do this week's versus. Give us just a moment and we will be right back to put our salsas into the ring. See who is superior. Just a moment. Hey, homie. What's up, dude? What is that plate of coal that you just walked up to this camera with, dude? If by plate of coal, you mean my vessel for the salsa, my blue corn tortilla chips, because uh, I'm an adult? <laughs> Who eats regular tortilla chips, dude? Hey, bro, I got these Tostino Cantina Thin and Crispies. What you know about the blue corn tortilla game, bro? I do like blue. Hey, blue corn's all right. It did not look like chips, though, when you were walking up, so. Well, I got this quasi-green screen thing up. Makes everything all the sort of anyway. But, hey, look, it's Nessie in the background. I love that, though. All right, everyone, you have to go back to episode five when we did a versus of Cholula versus Tabasco. Cholula won that versus in a landslide, and today we are back with another Cholula versus. So in May of this year, Cholula launched a new product line of salsas and taco seasonings. The taco seasonings I just found out about today, so trust me, I'll be trying all of those. But in the salsa aisle, you'll find mild Cholula Salsa Verde, Original Medium, which is what I have here today, and Smoky Chipotle Hot Cholula Salsa. Justin, which one do you have? I have the Original Medium Cholula Salsa. Upon reflection, I probably should have got the Hot Cholula Salsa because I prefer a spicier salsa. So the one I'm pitting it up against is one of my favorites. You can get it at Kroger's. It's a Simple Truth Organic Salsa, but it's Pineapple Habanero Salsa. Nice. Sweet with some heat. I got that Good and Gather restaurant style. Bro, I have some really, really bad news to get, to tell you right now. Okay. This versus is on you because I cannot open this jar with my broken arm. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time, the whole time you were giving that description, I was sitting here wincing in pain trying to get this jar open. 
Maggie. Maggie's asleep. So I'm, I'm not trying to lose the salsa right now. This is one man's versus. So <laughs> I go and pop the lid and pour the pineapple habanero into my salsa ramekin. Just give up. You I'm, look done. Like- I'm done. All right. So the, the pineapple salsa I've had before. So I'm going to go ahead and start with the Cholula. I, dude, I don't have a broken arm, and I can't get the Cholula <laughs> salsa open. I'm sad. Veronica. <laughs> dude, them jars are stout. Right, dude. This thing is sealed for quality. <laughs> My, My man goes and lifts weights and can't get this jar. Come on, bro. I believe in you. I don't believe in me. <laughs> can't get it open. This might be the shortest verses we've ever done. Well, I guess a uh, simple truth organic wins because I actually got it open. I'm... What is happening? I don't think we're trying this. This, this, <laughs> well. this feels like a bit. It seems like something we would do to do something dumb, but well, friends, here's what our conclusion is. Yeah. Cholula salsa is probably awesome. It looks good. But they well, they seal these jars that it takes some sort of contraption to bust these bad boys open. If you've tried it, please leave us a comment below. As of right now, though, we have to give it to the other salsas because... I can't open it. Can't open them. Yeah, can't open them. I tried to open the Good and Gather, and I couldn't open that one either, but, you know, there's that. So... Give us just a minute. I guess we're not doing the verses today. <laughs> we'll be back to talk about this book. Oh my goodness. We'll be back. What a crazy discombobulated episode we're putting together right now. Hey, dude. It ain't my fault that the Chalula wouldn't open. You know? <laughs> this is an absolute train wreck. All right, we're going to see if we can salvage the rest of this episode. (laughs) Here we go. Hey, I enjoyed reading Sean M. Warner's bio. He shares in there some of his favorite stories that inspired him as a kid and adult. It ends the bio talking about how he got into writing, stating, here I am living my childhood dream. He states that I have written on and off since my beginnings. I'm now writing on a daily basis. Other writers and publishing professionals have told me they think my stuff is pretty good. So I'll keep at it because, wow, what an adventure this is. And today we're talking about his book, Lee Howard and the Ghost of Simon Pierce Manor. Robert, what's it about? And this book is about a girl named Lee, obviously from the title Lee Howard. Sure. Her parents are murdered and she's sent off to live with like some mega rich relatives. And it just so happens that these rich relatives live in a mansion that is haunted. So together with her cousin Mira and the ghost, Bodie, Lee tries to solve the mystery of her parents' murder. So the plot is uh, pretty interesting, actually. I was kind of drawn in at the beginning of this book. I dug the atmosphere. The characters are cool. I like Lee. She's a great main character. I liked her uh, sidekick, Mira. It really read like an old school 
uh, Nancy Drew, Hardy Boys mystery style book. The themes of this one are mystery, young adult, and paranormal. Because of what we talked about earlier, broken arm, all the stuff going on with that, it actually really slowed me down this week on reading. And so I was not able to finish this one. And so I don't want to give a a halfway review or anything. So Robert's going to take the reins on this review and share his thoughts. So Robert, you take it away, my man. All right. So first off, shout out to uh, Sean Warner for getting this book published for his huge overnight success on TikTok. I love it. I look forward to seeing what you do next. I don't know if Lee Howard is a character you're going to follow up with, but we'll jump in, dude. The writing style, it kind of reads like a young adult novel, but for older teens, and I believe like curious adults can enjoy this as well. It's nothing too over the top or hard to understand. Story kind of flows consistently throughout. Uh, the atmosphere is great. The Simons Pierce Manor is well described throughout. All the grounds, the way she explores, her relationship with the ghost Bodie. Lee and Bodie are really the only two characters that get fleshed out in this book. There are a ton of side characters in this book and the author does a good job of being like, well, this character is this personality type, but you the book's really short, so you don't have enough time to really get to know all of the characters outside of Lee and the ghost. Mira, a little bit more than the other one. She's a cool sidekick character. Um, I was intrigued pretty much from the start until about 50% into the book. Um, I did have some trouble with like logic in this book because this is supposed to be a 16 year old girl doing some pretty outlandish things. But when I put myself in a mindset of the, if this is like an old Nancy Drew or Hardy boys book, those guys did that stuff too. So you can kind of let that stuff go a little bit. Solid book. Good first outing. If you have a uh, child who's interested in this book, cause they saw it on TikTok, I recommend your kid be 16 simply because this book does have some thematic elements dealing with uh, suicide, murder and, adults abusing children. So I love a feel-good story. Uh, Shout out to you, Sean Warner, and your success. And I'll check in on the next Lee Howard novel to see how much you improve from book one. I'm going to give this one a personal rating of three out of five. Awesome. Thanks for sharing your thoughts on that one. Are you ready? I'm never ready. It felt, <laughs> it felt good to be being the uh, that question asker. I'll tell you what, bro. You can have it next week. Since the theme of the book was ghosties and things of that nature, I have some ghost trivia. Again, keeping it pretty light here at the very beginning. Actually, <laughs> I know we're not a video podcast, but this first question is going to seem pretty ironic to you now. What is the appropriately named ghost from the Mario series of video games who is sometimes a friend and sometimes he's an enemy? It's Boo! It's Boo. And for those of you who are wondering maybe what I was talking about in the beginning, he's wearing a cap right now that has Boo on it. So <laughs> the Don't ever grow up, guys. Never grow up. Which ghostly vessel is said to appear around the Cape of Good Hope in storms? I don't know. Uh, the ghost ship? Okay, I'm going to give you a hint. Pirates of the Caribbean. I've seen that movie once. None of the sequels. Uh, Captain Jack Sparrow. I don't know what the name of his boat is to save my life. So, um, yeah, I have no idea, dude. No. All right, the answer to that one is The Flying Dutchman. Nice. I <laughs> never would have gotten that. <laughs> one of the most famous ghosts appear in Hamlet. What is the name of the ghost? Again, I have no idea. <laughs> Dude, man, I, my boy got Scranton wrong. <laughs> You're going to kick yourself. Do you not want to guess? No, 
I'm ready to kick myself. Go One ahead. of the most famous ghosts appears in Hamlet. What is One the of name of the ghosts? We went from boo to this. <laughs> the answer is Hamlet. Oh. <laughs> I was just going to say something random, but all right, Hamlet it is. In what Charles Dickens book that has led to many movies and television shows do we meet the ghosts of Jacob Marley and the ghosts of Christmas past, Christmas present, and Christmas yet to come? Oh, dude. Christmas Carol. I knew that one because I love the Muppets version. Yes. Okay. Then I have a bonus question for you on this one. And this doesn't really count. It's about, It only counts if you get it. How about that? Sure. Bonus if you can name the first ghost. Marley and Marley, Avarice and Greed. It's not Marley and Marley, is it? It's Jacob Marley. I'll let you have that. Hey, thank you. <laughs> I was going through the uh, Muppets Christmas Carol song <laughs> orders in my head because I listened to that soundtrack every year around Christmas time. What apparition's ghostly wail is supposed to predict a person's death? What? I'm going to give you a hit with this one. I'm going to give you a hit. I'm going to give you a hit. All right. The common phrase used is quit screaming like a... Banshee? There you go. (laughs) Ectoplasm is defined as a material substance draped over a spiritual entity's immaterial body. In what popular movie from the 1980s did a focused, non-terminal, repeating phantasm or a class 5 roaming vapor composed of green ectoplasm named Slimer appear? That's Ghostbusters, baby. I knew that without the Slimer hint. We are a book podcast. Here's a book question. Neil Gaiman, a prominent figure in the fantasy world, portrays death as a young goth woman in which comic book series? It's got to be the same, man. The Exorcist is a tale of demonic possession. Who wrote the novel? This is multiple choice. Multiple choice. Okay, okay. William Peter Blatty. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) It is it. Which of the following Pokemon does not belong to the ghost type? Ghastly. Number two, Gengar. Three, Graveler. I already know because I don't know too much about Pokemon, but Gengar is that dude. So if I have to pick between the other two, I'm going to go with option C. Graveler? Graveler, yeah. That's it. And everybody, if you're a Pokemon fan, I don't know if I said those right. <laughs> I think you said Gengar, right? He's the cool I'm guessing Ghastly is correct. Graveler looks like that would be what that is, but who knows? According to legend, how can we conjure the ghost of Bloody Mary to reveal the future? Do you just know it or do you need the multiple choice? I know. You just uh, you turn the lights off in the bathroom and say Bloody Mary three times in the dark. That's close Man. enough. The one I have here is you chant her name repeatedly in front of a mirror, but closing the lights off in the bathroom. Maybe the three, the, the three, I got her mixed up with Candyman. No, I mean, dude, I'll go with that. That's a good answer to me. And that is it. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. You really came for my neck. Dude, for some reason, I thought you were a fan of Pirates of the Caribbean. Fair assumption. And Hamlet, I thought you might know because it's Hamlet. And I thought, well, my boy likes plays. So I was like, that seems like a question you might know. Uh, The Banshee one, I don't know. (laughs) Let's just call Spade a Spade. I suck. Actually, I'm I'm looking through, dude. You got you still got seven out of the ten. Seventy percent's passing. Let's that's go. what I was gonna say. You still got seven out of ten. All right, y'all. That's it for trivia. Give us just a minute. We do have some interesting nerdy news to talk about today. So give us just a moment. We'll be right back. 
Kings Island even has a ride called the Banshee, and when you get up to the top before it drops you, the Banshee screams in your ear. So you get up there, and it's like, ah! <laughs> it's time for some nerdy news. Next week on the Nerdy Reads Podcast, in honor of my boy, Justin. It's his birthday week. We're going to do one of his all-time favorite books, one of my all-time favorite books, and it's even the book that made my wife a fan of fantasy novels, The Hobbit. We're going to have a Hobbit fantasy-themed episode. We got a Hobbit-themed drink, and hey, since it's his birthday, I will put together some Hobbit trivia. Oh, I'm actually nervous because now you might be digging deep to find some uh, really obscure questions after this week. Stay tuned, brother. The next thing we have to cover is the book of the month for August 2023 selections drop. We here at the Nerdy Read Podcast could not decide on just one. We picked two. So this month we're going to do the book Vampires of El Norte by Isabel Canis. And then in September, we're going to do a book by Lisa Jewell called None of This is True. We have some Loch Ness Monster news. It's no secret we're fans of Nessie on this here show. (laughs) And the Loch Ness Center in Scotland hopes to use modern technology and plenty of volunteers for the largest Nessie search since the 70s. The Loch Ness Center in Scotland is calling for budding monster hunters, that's Justin and I, and other volunteers to join in what it dubs the largest search for the Loch Ness Monster since the 1970s. The visitor attraction said this week that modern technology such as drones that produce thermal images of the lake will search the waters in a way that's never been done before. The new surface water search for the fabled Nessie Planned for the weekend of August 26th and 27th is billed as the largest of its kind since the Loch Ness Investigation Bureau, real thing, studied the loch for signs of the <laughs> mythical beast in 1972. Guys, if it wasn't for my friend breaking his arm, we were going to be coming to you live from Inverness in Scotland as part of this crew, but can't go now. Justin broke his arm, but we will. <laughs> We will follow up on what they find. So good luck to uh, the Loch Ness Center in Scotland. I'm going to follow up on this article. Really look forward to seeing some pictures of Nessie. So I was just looking just for fun. When was the last official Nessie sighting? That was registered. The last one, the supposed sighting, was made around 3.15 p.m. on May 31st of this year. Let's go! I didn't know that. Heck yeah. So that was the last, like, supposed sighting of the Loch Ness Monster. So I'm interested to see what these results are. Dude, me too, man. I can't wait. Look Let's do it. To it. All right, guys. And unfortunately, not as cool as Nessie. Nerd culture is weird, man. For the most part, nerds are nice to each other. You can walk up to someone you don't know. And me included. You come up to me, you don't know me, you start talking about video games, I'm your bro. We could talk for hours. Let's go. That's typically the way things go. So Gen Con in Indianapolis is one of the biggest board game conventions in the country, if not the world. The Nerdy Reads podcast will be going to Gen Con next year. We tried to go this year. Tickets were sold out. Unfortunately, the story I bring to you today is a story of Gen Con and when sometimes things go bad in our nerd community. Disney Lorcana is a new card game coming out this month on August 16th. It's like a deck building game where you battle each other, but it's Disney themed. There's a lot of hype behind it. It's supposed to try and rival Magic Gathering and the Pokemon card game. Gen Con this year was like, hey, you can get your hands on some of this product early by being at Gen Con. Well, 
naturally what happened when those doors opened, chaos ensued. Fights broke out, people pushing, someone in a wheelchair got knocked over as these dudes were out here throwing hands to be the first one to get their paws on some Disney cards. According to the internet, most of those Gen Con exclusive cards, because of course they did, have hit eBay. Yeah, I was looking when you were telling me about the story and I was just wanting to see what these cards even looked like. And I did see tons on eBay for radical prices. Radical prices. <laughs> There's one on here for $500 right now. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I mean, people have already got those scored. They, they've turned them in, did the thing, got them scored so they would go for even more money. I mean, it's just, it's crazy out there. Now, this was the first day of Gen Con, so I will follow up and say that after the first day was so chaotic, Gen Con and Ravensburger, the publisher for Disney Lorcana, they got together. They made things a little easier, a little more controlled for the rest of Gen Con. So everyone who wanted an opportunity to get something did. They made it to where no one could buy duplicates. I'm not sure how they did that, but it sounds like the weekend went a little smoother than the opening day. I am Disney Lorcana curious. I'm a fan of trading card games. I will probably pick up a starter deck and play against my one-armed Amigo. Yeah, dude, I'm interested in this game as well. Uh, the cards look in- look cool. I like the artwork. I'm not a huge Disney person, but I'm I'm a huge trading card person i like magic i'll try that dude i'll buy a starter deck with you and we'll play a couple games why not heck yeah dude and our last nerdy read story for this week is one more out of gen con there was a card heist (laughs) (laughs) someone stole three hundred thousand dollars an entire pallet of cards from a vendor booth i don't know how you walk into a thing like this and walk out with a whole pallet of cards, but somebody did it. It was Magic the Gathering that was pilfered. Looks like it was mostly commander sets and collector boosters. So uh, there's pictures all over the internet as the Indiana Police Department uh, is investigating this, but you see a lad in a black shirt and khakis and his bro with a messenger bag, because of course, wearing some chinos, and they have a literal pallet jack with a pallet of product just walking through the show floor casually because hey man act like you belong and no one messes with you that's what those dudes who do the the heists at walmarts and lows and stuff they just walk in they walk out like that's like they they own the place no one says anything that is absolutely crazy hey here's the nerdy's podcast we're going to the gen con next year now we're not stealing pallets of magic cards or Heck fighting no. over lorcana cards but we want to go for the experience also so we could talk about it on here next year so look forward to my review of gen con and mostly how bad it smelled all right guys well that's about it for us today lee howard and the ghost of simon pierce manor well congratulations to that author on having so much success on this book looking forward to seeing what he does with that next the <laughs> the Cholula Salsa versus, well, as you know, that was a train wreck. <laughs> congratulations, Kroger. You won. <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, congratulations, Kroger. Robert did all right on the trivia. Next week, we have a really cool show. I've been looking forward to this ever since we decided we were doing The Hobbit this week. Go ahead and read The Hobbit. Refresh yourself on The Hobbit so you can join us next week as we talk. We may even do spoilers in that one because if you haven't seen the movie or you haven't watched or read the book at this point, well, I'm sorry. So 
Next week, we're doing The Hobbit. And if you want to know more about what we got going on here at the Mary Podcast, you can find us on social media. Where's that at? You can find us over on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Goodreads at the Nerdy Reads Podcast. And spoiler alert, we are going to be spoiling The Hobbit. And everybody, don't forget, we do have an email account at Nerdy Reads, not at Nerdy Reads Podcast at gmail.com. If you ever want to send anything in, ask us any questions, share with us any thoughts that you have on certain stories, or just share with us random thoughts about really anything. We'll read it here on the show and we'll have some fun talking about it. So everybody, thank you for listening. We appreciate all the support and love that you have been sending to us. We here at the Nerdy Reads Podcast enjoy a good story and believe that your story matters. So be good to each other. Stay nerdy, our friends. I did it. You did it? When I tell you this is one of the hardest jars of salsa I've ever tried to open in my life. I mean, it still loses the verses. That smells good. I'm going to give it a little try, though, since I did all that effort to get it open. All right, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that good? <laughs> yeah. Bro, oh, my. It's about to be the staple in my house. That good? Yeah. I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs>